best way to deal yeah. with procrastination is having structures. So what are examples, concrete examples of this structure? One is breaking down a task into easier or smaller chunks. Possibility of procrastination is higher if the uh, the task that needs to be handled is huge. People are like, ah, this thing is too big. Uh, let me put it off together. That's one. Two, delegation or outsourcing. Delegation or outsourcing, it also has the side of it, the effect of reducing what you have to personally handle. Let's say you have to do two things and that two things you may be liable to procrastinate because of how massive the tasks might be. But if you delegate one and a portion of the other, then the, what is left for you to personally do is small enough that you might be able to escape procrastination. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles. This is the podcast for designers and developers. Here on this show, we share experiences, we share learnings, and also lessons from our failures. We keep it real. The goal of this podcast is to help you become a well-rounded professional. I'm not alone on the show. Today, we have the boss himself, the man, the meat, and the legend, Bosuke Chikunda. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, hello, and good day, everyone. I hope we are all staying safe during this period. Good to be back after um, a very long sabbatical. Let's call it that. I'm calling it a sabbatical. Okay. Uh, apologies. We would like to first apologize for me first. Like, uh, we are so sorry. I am so sorry we went off without um, proper communication. Formally, the last episode we did in September, we did say we were going to go off for a while, but we promised to be back in November, and we didn't do that. Uh, we are sorry, we do apologize, and we are back and better. We're back and better. Our co-host, Praise, is supposed to be on, but he's having some technical and network issues. Hopefully, we have him back on next week. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Great to be back. Now, we had some conversations around um, our schedule. Formerly, we used to uh, go live every Fridays. We used to release new episodes on Fridays. But after some considerations and discussions, we decided to switch. And we will be uh, releasing new episodes every Mondays. Every Mondays, we get new episodes of the podcast. And don't worry if you're feeling nostalgic. We'll be doing a repost on Fridays, too. He repost of the current episode will be posted on Friday, so uh, you can follow up if you still um, prefer listening on Fridays. Uh, and the episode is always online. You could always binge listen whenever, whatever day of the week you want to. Today's show uh, will be focusing on project timelines, project circles, and managing deadlines. This is a really, really important conversation that is needs to be had. Because without proper scheduling and managing of your time, you'd be disappointing a whole lot of people and you'd um, really get to do meaningful work that you want to do. All right. Let's have on project management and how to effectively schedule your tasks that need to be accomplished for each project. First, let's talk about uh, managing or scoping projects. 
whenever you get new contracts or new projects to work on, when there's new tax, uh, there are some things you have to do to be able to effectively execute that project in a timely manner. But Shiki, let, let's talk about, uh, for maybe start first, what are some things that has helped you? What are, what are some things you do when you want to start uh, on a new project? What are some of the uh, strategies you use to effectively manage project scope and project timeline? I think the first thing is to not take on more than you can chew, not take on more than you can handle. So that's the first step to successful delivery of any projects. Even if you're very good, um, you have a, a, an effective or efficient project management routine. If you're taking on, let's say you have the capacity for 10 projects, you take on 50 at a time, you're setting yourself up for disappointments and probably failure. The first step is not is taking not taking on more than you can handle. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes we uh, overestimate what we'll be able to achieve in a period of time. So uh, I think what, what can also help is uh, with time. You've been doing projects, you've been working on stuff. You should um, reasonably estimate what um, each tax that is needed to be accomplished, how long they should take from um, what you've been doing for a while. You should reasonably be able to understand this is what your capacity can be uh, in, in this period because it is actually okay to have more than one project going on at the same time. It's just um, calls on you to effectively know what time to do this one and what time to do um, uh, the other one. Because for some people, myself especially, I can work on a number of projects at the same time. But what I do, uh, I think one of this is um, I learned it from Praise. Uh, he, he likes adding stuff to cal his calendar. And, I'm like, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And um, you don't have to think of um, the tax, daily tax or schedule you have to do. You don't even have to worry about um, capturing it effectively. Once it's actually on your calendar, you, your phone gets to do the reminder or your computer gets to do the reminder. So uh, going back to what you said, not taking more than you can handle and also uh, effectively scheduling them uh, with, with systems that would help you uh, can, can be very helpful when you are taking on projects and when you are scoping how a project can uh, go effectively. Now, projects have different scope. There, there are um, different uh, features on maybe particular projects that can extend maybe the time you were expecting or anticipating or you estimated for that project. Uh, what are some questions that should be asked during uh, client meetings that would enable um, a creative, a developer or designer effectively schedule or estimate the time needed for a particular project. For you, boss, what are some questions that you um, ask when starting a project that would help you determine um, what time to estimate for that project? Important question. So we get to deadline. When is this project expected and Deadlines. It could be there could be hard deadlines that knowing the deadlines and because you can't whatever you're going to do, however you're going to uh, 
schedule it out on your end. Um, the answer deadline is any deadline. Now lets you know how much time you have. If you have enough time and you need to probably delegate or outsource some parts of or some projects to also, also in very large projects to knowing the milestones in the various milestones or checkpoints that comfortable with other defined aspects could help. But that's usually common in big projects or small or small to medium scale projects. That's that's something you do on your own. Large projects, that's part of your, it's something that sets its clients checkpoints milestones to project condition. Understanding the deadline and also having conversations about uh, milestones in the project to project completion when there is clear uh, when there is clarity on what milestones should be met and what deadlines uh, we are working with here can help. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> and communication with the client is very important. Communication with stakeholders in the project, if you are an, in an agency, is also crucial because. Um, Sometimes we actually underestimate how long a project will take. And most times it's when we are now working and in the process that we get to see that, okay, this task actually will take more time than I anticipated. So a good strategy would be client communication. Like uh, I, I learned this the hard way. Um, there was a particular project I was working on and I did not see... Uh, I did not understand how long a particular feature was going to take to be built or designed. And I uh, underestimated how long it was going to take and the deadline the client gave for the project because it was supposed to be submitted as a proposal uh, was very short. And it, it cost me that relationship because I did not deliver that project on time and the project proposal time uh, elapsed because I didn't estimate properly and that cost me that relationship. So from that time on, I took that lesson on and, and I tried my best to estimate where possible. And once I, I see that, okay, this is not going to happen in this estimated time, I try to communicate effectively that, okay, this is what I'm seeing now. This is the information I had before. And in the face of new evidence, uh, this feature or this would take more time than anticipated. Uh, at least we are in communication and talking about it. It is better to have these conversations. It might be hard, but um, if you don't have these conversations, you might... Uh, go missing in action and that is one of the things we want to stop from happening as professionals in this industry. A lot of times clients have bad, um, um, there's bad red, bad blood between clients, developers, clients, designers because of uh, the non-existence of communication. Uh, it has done a lot of damage and I think that uh, having honest conversations would, would help stem this tide and it would help stop it. So effective communication, when, when you see that a feature is going, it's going to take more time than you anticipated, can also help. Another thing that could help too is when estimating the time, you should, if you have enough time available relative to the client's deadline, you should add some slack 
to to help cushion any shortfalls in any underestimations in any aspect of the project. So, for example, let's say a project you have three features which take one hour each. So it's it's not going to be very resilient to estimate the total project time to be three hours. You that could there could be unforeseen circumstances that could lead to a particular aspect of the project taking longer than you estimated. And if you have slack, if you have some slack time, that could that could help cushion the fallouts from such unforeseen circumstances. So you, let's say using the previous example of a three-hour project, it could add 45 minutes or an hour of slack. So if if the project ends up taking three hours, 30 minutes, it's still within your time. Sometimes too, the slack you added could be too small. So let's say the project ended up taking four hours and 20 minutes. So instead of your projects being late by one hour, 20 minutes, it's just going to be late by 20 minutes because you added some form of slack to, to absorb some of the, some of the delay project delivery. So that's very important to add slack to your time. But yeah. the slack is dependent on how much time you have, which is why we started first to say knowing you should know when the deadline is. The deadline determines how much time you look at. You might be able to tack on as slack on for same situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes uh, it, it can be uh, a hard conversation to know the deadline because uh, a number of people would come and say, ah, this project has to be done yesterday. Like, um, <laughs> I try my, my best to not take on such projects, like as in any project that, that, um, that does not have realistic time can be, uh, it can be a problem for both of you, the developer and the client or the designer and the client. Uh, please, when you see that the client is not, um, is having timelines that are very unrealistic and with your experience in what you have been doing in the industry, have conversations with the person. This time you are certain it's not realistic. This deadline you're certain for this project is not realistic. Uh, and I think for your own peace of mind, please, well, except you are Superman or The Flash and you can actually execute uh, and deliver yesterday if you travel back in time. <laughs> Yeah, that's also important as well. Another key to good project management is knowing what projects to accept, what projects to reject or run away from. Yeah, 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 yeah. And please don't want to them the hard way. <laughs> the school of hard knocks can be <laughs> unforgiven. So please um, know what, what projects are taken and what not to. Um, handle. Okay, let's transition and talk a little about um, some habits that um, designers and developers and people in general have that can be uh, roadblocks and impediments to project success. Like one, 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 one key or one uh, habit that you need to manage is procrastination. <laughs> this, this is a sensitive topic for some people and some persons, but uh, I believe we have to talk about it. Uh, some of these habits, they are learned habits and they can be unlearned and or they can be managed and effectively uh, 
put into consideration when estimating times for projects. I have procrastinated a number of times. I put like on a number of things. But I believe that we can draw a healthy balance. But for, for you, was how, how do you manage um, some of these habits that could be detrimental to the success of projects? Well, everyone procrastinates to certain things. And that's where the Slack can also help you too. It helps to absorb some of those things. So the Slack is just us to absorb uh, shortfalls that, from, that arise from underestimation. Some of the unforeseen circumstances could be you procrastinating or, or things effectively making you procrastinate, things beyond your control. Mm-hmm. So everybody procrastinates, but one, one way to cushion that or to reduce that is to have systems like calendar schedules and those things. When you have systems or constraints on your time, it's, it helps take care of that. That's why in the military, everything is regimented. So it's not up to you when something should be done. But most times it's when you have, the more flexibility you have, the greater the chances of you procrastinating. Yeah, true. Put structures in place to mitigate that. Structures are what helps with procrastination. Mm -hmm. True, 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 true. Such as help to term the uh, procrastination uh, tendencies. And um, Chris is back on the call. Uh, hello, Chris. Hello. Yeah, okay. Uh, we've been talking about project management, project timelines, and shadows. Uh, we've talked about how to understand uh, and estimate the times project will take. We've talked about how to... Uh, manage client expectations so you don't overshoot uh, and create, creating slack and flexibility room when taking on projects so you don't get to uh, miss delivery dates. Okay. Uh, before we move on to the next thing, tell us, for you, what, what are some of the things that help you manage project timelines and deadlines? What are some things you do that, that help uh, effectively manage your projects? Okay, so um, for me, I, I have a baseline for the projects I work on, and the way I set my timeline is whatever would take me two weeks to finish, I usually budget three to four weeks. And the reason why I do that is because of additional projects we each could come in in between. Whenever I say it's going to take me two weeks to finish a project, it doesn't necessarily mean two weeks consecutively. It doesn't mean 14 consecutive days. It usually means an accumulative of 14 days spread across a long period of time. So if a client speaks me up and says, how long will it take? I think about the cumulative period of time, say, in this case, it's two weeks. Then I spread it across, across the intervals. And so the intervals will then eventually warm up to three weeks or four weeks. Then I tell my clients again to follow the initial projects, right? Because I have other clients I'm trying to deal with, have that time that I'm trying to work with, and also have my personal life to fix around. And then I decide my timeline around those things. Then usually, if 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 it's urgent, if there are some times when there are urgent timelines, uh, with urgent, I ask myself if I still can pick this up. If I can't, I usually say no. And if I can, I can speed up. But usually it's just figuring out the community amount of time that you need to work on that project and spread it over 
Provide intervals. So I could spread Java a day interval in between. So a day interval could mean seven days extra or, or 13 days extra. That, that would mean four weeks, right? And then in four weeks, I would spend just 14 days in four weeks to work on your project. But then doing that would also afford me the, the opportunity to not fail you if I, by mistake or by life, if life happens and I eventually get to not spend two weeks on your project, that affords me the opportunity to still have enough time to work on your project. So that's why I do my timeline. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And this goes back to what was um UK mentioned earlier, which is uh having flexibility room when 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 scheduling your tasks. Awesome, awesome. We also talked about um procrastination and how it can be uh bad for it, it, it is normal for everyone to procrastinate but we can uh, find ways to creatively uh, manage our procrastination and with the flexibility room and slack we've created we can be able to uh, achieve our tasks in the set time and another thing i believe can also help with managing procrastination is uh, connecting value with our tasks to the results we'll get like for instance if the tax you were doing has commensurate value to the deadline or timeline, you will take it seriously. If there's consequences for your procrastination, that there is going to be uh, a behavior that will be adjusted in such a way as to manage your procrastination. Please, uh, for you, procrastination, dealing with it or managing it. Yeah, um, for one, I'm a very chronic procrastinator. Uh, <laughs> So I'll be talking on how I tried to manage it. And um, for, like, like you mentioned, usually I, I have tried self-help books and some of them will tell you things like self-consequences for your project, give yourself the world. And they, they, try, they try to control procrastination like you're teaching a dog, right? Like reward the dog when the dog does fine, then punish the dog when the dog doesn't do fine. And I found out that because I'm in charge of my rewards and my punishment, I usually get to escape it. <laughs> so, so the, way, the way I work with procrastination, I don't think it's something you should fight or eradicate. something you should work with. The way I work with procrastination is that I, I try to factor it into the timeline too. Right? I try to factor it into my timeline and uh, Whenever it happens, of course, procrastination is like saying that procrastination is the act of saying you can finish it. That the act of saying there's still time to do it, right? And the way the way it works for me is that I discipline myself really. And now this might sound cliche, but that's the answer really. I try to remind myself that uh, this is what I'm being paid for. I have to do whether or not there's inspiration or not. There are several, there are several excuses to procrastination. There's no inspiration. Um, I'm hungry. I feel sleepy. I'm tired. I feel sick. There are several reasons as to procrastinate. But the way, the way I remind myself is I put, I put my, as a designer, I put my profession on the same level of uh, importance as doctors and uh, engineers and I ask myself that if a doctor procrastinated the surgery of the patient, what would happen? Yeah, well as I get try to relate it to them and say why should I do the same thing if I 
solve problems, why should I procrastinate the solution when I know that it's sitting behind the same line? Yeah, it doesn't totally eradicate procrastination, but it puts it in check and says, if you stay four weeks, try and as much as possible to hit four weeks. If you stay two weeks, try and to hit two weeks, not the less, yeah? Mm. And uh, when it comes to consequences, the consequences should be the way you rush, the last minute rush you do, right? Sometimes it is ex- it's, it's exciting and intoxicating to see that you can do a two-week job in one day. It's really, really intoxicating. But when you do it over and over and over again, you find Such that you tend not to do your best work, right? And people say you do your best work, it's an excuse. You tend not to do your best work. And if you're someone like me who is a sucker for best work or for really good work, right? It's enough uh, punishment to remind yourself that you need to get up early and do this stuff. So it's brought down to how serious to take the profession. If you, procrastinations, whatever self help thing, uh, an activity partner can stop my phone if you want to call me. Um, people give things like news alarms, put yourself in a very non-comfortable position so that it allows you to do the work. All those things, yeah, because you're in control of these things, it goes down to you. You're wanting to do them. Do you understand? Yeah. So, because well, you're wanting to do them, you need to agree that you need to do this thing. It's not, you cannot totally remove it, you just have to figure out how to work with it and understand the importance of what you do to your client. And sometimes, what I do also is sometimes I put myself in my shoes and I ask myself, if someone was crafted in my work, how would I feel? Sometimes I remind, I remind myself of when I call MCN and they're like telling me to wait for three, thirteen minutes. And I, I, I remember the frustration. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't be an MCN, right? If I can be angry at, if I, if I'm not like to have to for me, I can do for someone. It sounds so goofy and sweet, but usually it's really hard to work. I mean, I, I procrastinated this morning like two hours ago, just procrastinated for something. <laughs> the same thing, right? I remember myself and say, no, 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 I can't do this. And then again, the way people, people who procrastinate and they are rich people, broke people don't procrastinate. If you need money, you don't procrastinate. Those are difficult stuff. So that's what I did for me. Though. Like I mentioned before, best way to deal yeah. with procrastination is having structures. So what are examples, concrete examples of this structure? One is breaking down a task into easier or smaller chunks the possibility of procrastination is higher if the uh, the task that needs to be handled is huge. People are like, ah, this thing is too big. Uh, let me put it off to data. That's one. Two, delegation or outsourcing. Delegation or outsourcing, it also has the, side of it, the effect of reducing what you have to personally handle. Let's say you have to do two things and that's two things you may be liable to procrastinate because of how massive the tasks might be. But if you delegate one and a portion of the other, then the, what is left for you to personally do is small enough that you might be able to escape procrastination. Those are two steps. Three, reducing distractions is, is you're high, more highly, you're more likely to procrastinate if you, if there are things to distract you. Let's say YouTube is by the corner and Twitter is by the, other, by, by the other side, YouTube is on one side, Instagram is in front of you, and probably TikTok or Snapchat is behind you. Then, of course, those are going to, by comparison, be 
more interesting than whatever it is, whatever task it is you're working on. So you, the, the temptation might be too much for you to resist. So either take a look at what's trending on Twitter or the funniest video release on YouTube and so on and so forth. Then fourth is everybody knows when they are most productive. Do your most important tasks when you're most productive. The people are most productive in the middle of the day. Some is in the morning, at sunrise, some is at evening. So whenever it is your most productive, and not just when, but where. So you do schedule your most important tasks to be done at that, that time and place when you're most productive. Because when you're most productive, you're less likely to be distracted and you're more likely to get a lot of things done in a short amount of time. So these are concrete examples of stay saving off or reducing the impacts of procrastination. Of procrastination. All right, awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's let's summarize, let's summarize project timeline and deadline management, how we can effectively project circles to you have to leave room for reviews and managing uh, feedback because the clients would definitely have an opinion and stakeholders and projects would also have opinions on you know, the deliverables. So you should also take that into consideration when estimating times for project. There should be room for uh, accepting feedback, iterating on the feedback and um, releasing or creating uh, better products and projects. Right? So uh, this is uh, just an introductory episode. We'll definitely come back to this topic sometime in the future. We'll soon, we'll soon. Uh, before we go, closing words, gentlemen. So for me, right, it is, uh, like, like you can said, uh, yeah, structure talk, and most of us, most of you mentioned, yeah, uh, our things are so done, and it helps to a really good extent. And I think that helps a lot is communication with your client, right? There are certain times when you set certain deadlines that you eventually could not meet up because stuff happened, right? The last thing you want to do is invite like a client and then just resurface when you're ready and submit to the client. You would want to be able to communicate with your client. I'll tell them why you would not be able to make it. It's easier for them. So, so they don't they don't get discouraged or get disappointed ahead of time. It's for me I, I call it crisis management one on one. Don't wait until you consider your timeline before you give notice. Give before the timeline happens, right? If you usually know you will not hit your timeline, you usually will not before the timeline comes in. Uh put the structures which um you can mention and um, and more importantly, remember how important your job is to the person you're working for. And let that be the guiding principle. Awesome. awesome. Okay, two takeaways. One, about structures. So have structures around your life. The greatest freedom is found in discipline. Don't just let life happen to your lessons. Uh, fall where they may have structures. That makes things more predictable. It makes it uh, easier for you to control circumstances around you. Then two, knowing yourself. So basically do your most important tasks first and do them when you're most productive. Mm-hmm. So that's something everybody has to decide for themselves because you know yourself. It's really, really been an interesting episode. I've also gleaned a turn on how to effectively manage projects, manage client expectations and creating structures around what I do. It's been awesome. 
listeners out there, you could subscribe to the show at thecreativeschronicles.com forward slash subscribe. We are poised to bringing you value-packed content. You don't want to miss any episode. Uh, for myself and the team, it's great to be back. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you next week. On quarantine has ended. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Uh.